0: Thursday edition is here. Welcome in, everybody. It's a big day. If you're a, a Sooner fan, I, I think this new deal with ESPN Plus is a big-time deal for OU. Say so long to Bally Sports. Bally uh, Sports has been horrendous. Uh, keep in mind, again, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, you try to watch the game on the app a few times this year, and you're like, you, you can't get the game on the app. For an NBA basketball team, we're not talking about a high school basketball team. We're talking about an NBA basketball team. Major improvements, Sooner Vision, and uh, you know Sooner Sports Properties—they're big time. They do things right. They're professional. They are among the best in the business. It's really a good product, so I think ESPN Plus with Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus is a great deal. You're going to see more games. Yes, you're going to have to change, you know, your habits a little bit, but this is a good deal. Do you think, Parker Thune, this move also perhaps helps expedite the Sooners' move to the SEC?
1: I don't know if it runs that deep. I will say, (laughs) though... What do you think it's like to be an executive at Bally Sports this morning? You you scroll through Twitter and you are like, "Well, we didn't even do anything," and the entirety of OU Twitter is dunking on us. Yeah, all day. well,
0: Bally Sports should be dunked on, man. They're horrible. Uh, the job they did with the Thunder was was absolutely an embarrassment uh, this past season, and it's not a good product. Sorry. I mean, when when it changed from Fox Sports, you know, Southwest to Bally Sports. Oklahoma, we all kind of thought, you know what, it's going to be the same deal. It's just a logo change. The graphics will look different. Maybe a few different sponsors or whatever. But it was an abysmal product, and uh, you know we'll see if the Thunder. If I'm Sam Presti, I am uh, irate about what happened this year, and I'd be trying to get out of a deal with Bally Sports too if I could. But this is good news, I think, for the Sooners uh, and their fans. And uh, Joe C. working his magic again. Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus uh, again. If you've got a Sooner Sports TV deal, don't worry about that. I think it runs out in July because this new deal starts in August. They're gonna. You don't have to. cancel it or anything. They're going to take care of that for you. It's going to be a little bit of a change, but this is a good change. Unlike the change we're seeing in college football right now, this is a good change, I think. Speaking of uh, college football, we have a meeting happening uh, with Congress. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and George Klyavkov, the uh, Pac-12 commissioner, uh, getting together with Congress. They're to getting together with the Congressman, trying to make some changes because we know that Congress is a great institution where things happen and they, yeah, they, you know, they, you they know, take care of business, right? The best way to fix all this is to get the government involved. You're basically going to meet with a bunch of Lincoln Rileys. Liars and deceivers is what you're doing. So I don't know. Maybe they can get something. What I do like... As to what I'm seeing out there the last couple of days, people are speaking out about this. People in important positions are realizing, you know what, we got to get a handle on this. And it's not about, I hear some people say, well, man, you you against guys, you know, being able to transfer and make money, that's un-American. That's not it. It, it is about trying to come up with some rules and some guidelines. This isn't Main Street in the Old West where we have gunfights and, you know, People stealing each other's property. Well, actually, we do have stealing of other people's property. See, yeah, mule, I was going to say shoe. that's
1: exactly what we have. Mule,
0: now. mule Shoe, see, uh, Jimbo Fisher. It's more Mule Shoe as the cattle rustler out there. He's rustling other people's cattle. You know what? And we need somebody, some Western badass, to play the role of Clint Eastwood or somebody. And make sure, that, make sure that Mule Shoe gets his because he's the dirty cattle wrestler right now. We called him a looter. Now he's a cattle wrestler, too. What's he going to be by tomorrow? Any cow that's branded Pitt or OU, look out. I mean, it's, you better be on constant watch because the Trojan Raiders, led by Genghis Riley, are going to be <laughs> coming to your ranch and soon. there we go.
1: Cattle rustler, looter, Genghis Genghis, Genghis
0: Khan. Genghis the con man, Riley. Jeez. So anyway, I think we're going to see, I think people realize, and look, I'm a slippery slope guy. When you get a little bit older, the slope gets a little more slippery with each year. I'm just saying. That's how we are. But I also think that... Smart people, you know, if we can get a hold of this and make it work and the athletes get theirs and they get paid, but it's not complete and utter chaos where these coaches are worried about, man, what's my roster going to look like next week? You need to have some continuity with your roster. You need to know who's going to be around. And again, it's, I think that Brent Venable's philosophy And the way he's gone about his business so far has been really good. We've played the sound bites about how the guys like – you've heard the promo with Teddy and Tyler from the Rush, and I think Teddy nails it. When you have rules that are set and laid out for you and there's no ambiguity involved, you actually like that. At first, it might be a little more difficult. You know, if you get down the road when you're a teenager and your parents lay down some pretty strict rules, but you know what they are, you don't have to guess about them – Guess what? Down the road, when you mature a little bit, you look back and you say, you know what? My parents had it right. I was just a spoiled teenager that, you know, thought I was smarter than my folks at the time. And the majority of the people out there that go through that and maybe have parents like that I'm not talking about, you know, abusive parents. I'm talking about parents that try and actually be parents to their kids instead of their friends. And later down the road, your kids usually appreciate that. You give them some guidance. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be their best friend. You're supposed to be friendly with them uh, and not abusive, obviously, but you're supposed to guide them and prepare them for life. So I think the OU uh, you know, roster has, has taken to that approach that Brent and this staff has brought in very, very favorably so far. But, again, they're not going to be immune to it. You're going to lose. You're going to lose your share. Um, but I think uh, the retention rate for Oklahoma looks like it's going to be pretty good. Uh, what do the Thunder games have to do with OU sports? Bally uh, sports. They were both on Bally sports. It doesn't take much of a brain to figure that out. It Valley sports is horrible. That's what I was saying. To get away from Bally sports and Valley sports Southwest is a big deal. So there you go. Oh, Parenting Sometimes. advice 101 with Mike Steeley. That's right. Uh, absolutely. Father knows best, right? And usually mom knows best, too, actually. So, I don't know. I like this deal for OU, though. And just the association with ESPN, to me, is more prestigious than being involved, certainly with Bally Sports, but also with Fox Sports. And, you know, Fox Sports does a good job, but still ESPN, I mean, ESPN is the brand and has been for a long time. And if you're the established brand and you've been out around for a long time and you, unless you just totally stink, usually, you know it's, it's prestigious to be with that group. It's kind of like I, although I think also that when oh, you got that deal with uh, the Jordan brand, I thought that was really big, because it looked super prestigious, and it is. It's almost like, well, you're just a Nike school. You're not a Jordan brand school. It looks better. You know, and who has that now? You've got Oklahoma, Michigan, North Carolina. Uh, Somebody else out there has, and I'm trying to remember who else has it. But I think that was a prestigious deal for OU, very prestigious. And I think this ESPN Plus deal is also a pretty prestigious uh, thing for Oklahoma as well.
1: It's going to ensure that Oklahoma sporting events actually make it to television. (laughs)
0: <laughs> which was never a guarantee with Bally. That that's yes, that's what happened. So yes, uh that's where Bally Sports what is uh, what is the what does the Thunder have to do with OU Sports? Uh because they were both on Bally on the app and also, you know, on um on your cable system,
1: but you know, going back to what you mentioned about Venables' philosophy and how it's how it fits into the bigger picture of college football right now, it just becomes more and more of a refreshing departure from the norm with every single day and every single news story that passes and breaks. Right? Because Brent Venables isn't begging anybody to come; he isn't begging anybody to stay. He is saying, "You know what? This is the University of Oklahoma. If you want to be here, great." If you want to be somewhere else, we'll find somebody that does want to be here. And in an era where you have the NIL legislation and the transfer portal juxtaposing to such a degree as to allow the likes of Muleshoe to effectively use back channels to beg players to come to his institution with the promise of seven figures, it's refreshing to have the likes of a Brent Venables Who is willing to say, you know what, we're not going to play that game. If you want to play football at the University of Oklahoma, come on along. If not, go your merry way and I'll find somebody who does.
0: It's almost like when you compare Brent, and again, we we don't know that Brent's going to be hugely successful yet. I think he will be. But, you know, it still remains to be seen. He hasn't been a head coach yet. I think he's got all the attributes of a really good, possibly, a you know, a really great head coach. We don't know for sure, particularly with the move to the SEC. But I'm betting that it's going to work out pretty well for Oklahoma. But when I look at these two approaches, I almost see Muleshoe again as get-rich-quick guy. He's the get-rich-quick scheme guy, you know. Brent Venables seems to be the guy that's building his portfolio for the long term, To Stand the test of time to, you know, not collapse with the market and be, you know, on on whims and things and trends and things like that. He wants to build his program on a solid foundation. Now, again, I'm not sitting here telling you that uh, Mule Shoe or Jimbo Fisher, those guys aren't thinking I want a solid foundation here, but I just don't think their approach is that way. Florida is Jordan. Yeah, I didn't mention Florida. Michigan, Michigan, North Carolina, Florida. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Thank you very much. So, anyway, we've got, do we have a moron on the text line today? I mean, we, we always have a moron dude, on the text line. I mean, it doesn't take but a few brain cells to realize why we're connecting to Thunder in Oklahoma because the Thunder couldn't even get their games on Bally Sports Oklahoma. Okay. Go listen to your country bumpkin music, all right? Whatever you're doing, it's real simple to make that connection. We were saying it was better because if you're an NBA basketball team and you can't get your games on the app or half the time, not half the time, but a lot of the time, that when you can't even get your game to broadcast, you know, in its entirety, and you've got technical difficulties up on the screen all the time, that's the highest level of that sport, and you can't get your you know, broadcast company to work for you. That's why I'm saying it's a good deal for OU. It's really not that difficult. It's not that difficult to understand.
1: And now... Everybody has a reason to buy ESPN Plus, right? Because for years now, ESPN Plus has been that thing that's been kind of lurking in the background. You're like, yeah, there's there's like two or three sporting events a year that I want to watch on ESPN Plus, but I don't really want to spend the money
0: to get a membership. Mm-hmm. Well, you, uh, you can get Disney Plus too, right? And ESPN Plus. So it's like a package deal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that five eight zero guy! Oh, is is it possible to delete somebody out of existence? Because, I, I the one thing I don't have patience for is morons. I mean, it's really not that difficult to understand. So yeah, and and the other thing is this: you're going to get uh, with OU on ESPN Plus. You are going to get. You know, everything you need there in one click. When you click on Oklahoma ESPN Plus, everything's going to be there. You're not going to have to search for it. Let's say an OU game, a basketball game. You guys have probably been familiar with this. When, you know, you're looking for OU at Kansas State or whatever, and you got to go through, all right, watch NCAA basketball, scroll, 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 you know, and then you finally find Oklahoma. And look, it only takes 45 seconds or whatever. But the thing is, this is going to be much easier as well. All right, I'm sorry to get upset, but it's just sometimes it's like, hello. We're dealing with a Cro-Magnon man. There's a Cro-Magnon man out there in existence. I thought they were all gone. All right. Thank you, Tim Lasher and uh, your company. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. You need your AC tune-up done right now. Tim Lasher and his company. Last year, home comfort systems can get it done. 405 579 3113. 405 579 3113. You know, I don't want to sound mean. I really don't, but gee, Christmas. To quote the great John Brooks, we'll be right back here on the ref. Welcome back. It uh, looks like 580 may have been trying to get under my skin and did. I'd like to apologize to anybody that I offended out there who loves a good country song. Yeah, get back to 580. I think I think you see what happens? I'm old. You can't mess with me like that, man. I'm not smart enough to get what's going on anymore, okay? I'm just saying. But he kept pushing the, like, what does the thunder have to do with OU buttons? Because we've got a few people like that. You know, the minute you mention anything, I mean anything besides OU, that's like, what, oh, what? So I'm sorry that I called you Cro-Magnon Man. So at least we know, at least we know that there isn't a Cro-Magnon Man walking around out there because that that could be frightening. Well,
1: there is, just not on the text line.
0: Well, yeah, there are some, probably there's some Cro-Magnons out there. But I had no idea, man. Come on, Steely. Just trying to get under your skin. Okay, like I said, sometimes if if I knew everybody's name, but we have just the numbers here. And my whole point on mentioning the uh, debacle with the Thunder was like, it's great to get away with, uh, get away from. Thank you. <sighs> my apologies. I think I've had too much energy drink today that's that could be. It, got that. What, say- is.
1: what is that great monster it, it, sitting it, in front of you a, this
0: is a the great monster yes ultraviolet flavor right there sounds so, like
1: how, heart palpitations to me
0: uh i think it says now with more heart palpitations yes it's the extra <laughs> strong one so yeah it's it's got taurine in it and carn, carnitine or whatever it's these these sound like great ingredients that the body would would love the inevitable uh, energy drink crash is coming now. All right, so I apologize, 580. I thought you were real. I thought you were a real Cro-Magnon. You aren't. So it's good to know on two fronts that. But again, as an old man, man, it's easy to mess with an old man. As a younger man, I probably would have clued in there. But you know what? When you mess with an old man, sometimes the old man fires back. Old people are cranky. Somebody's going to say my mom or Shay. You're not old. Stop talking about being old. No, I am. I am. You ready for some Bedlam softball tonight? Oh, is that tonight? Yes. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 7 o'clock. And guess what? It's on the big network. It's on regular ESPN. We don't have any NBA tonight. Not a single game. So the focus of the sports world will probably be on Merida Hines Field tonight, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State.
1: Well, you know what's going to happen then, right? Rain? No, Jordan Addison's going to announce that he's transferring to USC. Right, as first pitch is being delivered. That would
0: be about the time that Mule yeah, Shoe pulls will the trigger. That. what he's doing right now is delaying the process because he thinks we're all stupid. And if we delay this a couple of days, they'll know this wasn't a done deal. That Jordan looked around and picked us. No, Mule Shoe, we have you figured out. We have you figured out. We know what your game's all about: lies, deception, half truths, maybe even quarter truths. You can't fool us. You didn't fool us. We we were fooled for a while, but guess what? Like the Who said, "We won't be fooled again." Meet the new boss, and he is not the same as the old boss. He has a lot more character. What a great song that is, by the way. What a great song. All right, let's hear from Grace Lyons, Sooner shortstop, number one Oklahoma, number seven Oklahoma State tonight, seven o'clock. It will be on ESPN. And then we have games, of course, on Friday, uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow night on ESPN2, and then Saturday at 4 o'clock on ESPNU. Here is Grace Lyons talking about the Sooners and their preparations this week for Bedlam.
2: One thing coaches
3: continue to say, um, again, honestly against any team, but specifically this weekend, um, we're going to get better this weekend. They're going to make us better 100% with what they give out because whenever you know we're going up against someone, I never want anyone to lay down or – just kind of give us half of their stuff they're going to give us everything and and some so i'm excited just to see how our team responds um but also i know that we're going to get better our pitchers are going to get better our hitting is going to get better i just see um a continual little increase in our game recently and i think um, i'm excited to see if you know how that propels us and um just kind of there's always some extra passion that comes with bedlam so um, I'm excited to see our little passionate ones get after it. And us little neutral guys can uh, just kind of keep it keep it calm, but also <laughs> they'll spur us on a little bit.
0: There you go. Grace Lyons talking with the great Chris Plank earlier this week, right here on The Wrap. First pitch tonight, 7 o'clock. Oklahoma State, number 7 in the country, 38-9. And, and the top-ranked Sooners are 45-1 and one on the season. So that should be fun. Women's college softball is uh, is a fun, very fun sport. So we'll see what happens tonight. What's going on in recruiting? Do we have anything uh, happening there? Nah,
1: man, it is all quiet on the Western Front as of late. They are hosting a transfer wide receiver this weekend. Uh, for those of you that are VIPs at OUinsider.com, you know who that wide receiver is. Uh, I'm not going to say his name right now on air because it's still... Not necessarily under wraps, but on the down low. Uh, But suffice it to say, there is a Power Five wide receiver in the transfer portal right now that Oklahoma will be hosting this weekend. It's Jordan Addison, all right. That's who it it is. is, Can confirm it is not (laughs) Jordan Addison.
0: So Xavier Worthy? No, he's not in the portal. Yeah. Oh man, uh, what do you think? Do you you think this uh, meeting with uh, Sankey and Klavkoff, the uh, Pac-12 commissioner, meeting Congress is going to amount to anything, or is it just going to, be, good. going to be posturing and that's it? Yeah, it will amount to nothing good. It might amount to something, but nothing good. I mean, you know who else? Who else? Hey, steel man. Back in the day, Bruce Dern would have been the perfect man to <laughs> to portray Mule Shoe in a movie. Yes, that man knows his cinema because Bruce Dern was hated by people and still is by some people. The actor, uh, obviously, Laura Dern's dad, he shot John Wayne, who was like the biggest star, you know, of his day, and maybe of all time, obviously uh, one of the biggest. You would talk John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Tom Hanks. But back in his day, John Wayne was the man. Bruce Dern shot him in the back. In the movie, the Cowboys. So yes, that is a very good comparison. So right there. people
1: hated him because he shot John
0: Wayne in a movie. Yes, in the back. Not like you know, in the West, you're supposed to have a duel, you know, and draw or whatever, on Main Street in front of the saloon. But Bruce Dern just shot shot him in the back. Interesting. So, and we did compare Mule Shoe. He is a cattle rustler right now. In the old West, he would have been a cattle rustler. Like I said, if you have a pit brand on your, uh, on your livestock or an OU brand on your livestock or Oregon or whoever, look out. Mule Shoe and his rustlers are coming. They're coming. They're going to take your barbed wire fence down, and they're just going to steal your cattle. That's what it amounts to, I think. Okay, uh, so we want to hear from you, as always, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. We have some good guests today coming up as well. We have Joe Bettner, Eyes on Oklahoma Sooner Football newsletter, also covers uh, all the other OU sports, but obviously a lot of focus on Sooner Football. Joe Bettner will be joining us in the next segment on the uh, law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. And then at 135, Garen Emig is going to join us. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, what's going on in college football. Garen always is one of those guys out there who has a good angle on stuff, not afraid to upset people with a differing opinion. That's what a good columnist does, and Garen is certainly one of those. And Garen will be joining us coming up today at one thirty-five. So we're just getting underway on a Thursday. Hope your day's going along all right. Mike Steele, Parker Thune with you here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Yes, he is. He is Joe Bedner, publisher, Eyes on Oklahoma Sooner Football newsletter, covers uh, really all OU sports, but obviously big-time focus on Oklahoma football. Joe, it's been a couple weeks since we had you on Hope everything's going well. Uh, college football continues to look like it's going down a very positive path, doesn't it?
2: In the in the TV space, really good for you right now. But uh, the NIL stuff is uh, kind of been strange. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's been quite the time. It's been one of the busier off season of college football that I can remember.
0: What is the Bednar plan moving forward to improve college football and straighten this out? Do you have one, man? I really don't know what
2: you do at this point because, I mean, you look it around at the collectives and whatnot, and it's uh, it's becoming a, a format that I think is, you know, I think it's beneficial for the players. I'm always going to be pro players and, you know, them getting their money. But they're, they're, the, the tampering stuff is uh, I think that the, the NCAA has got to find it within their hearts to maybe, uh, you know, figure out a way to police that more than, you know, some of the, some of the you know, more. Stranger decisions to, you know, keep players, you know, sitting out or not, not giving them waivers if they're transferring, you know, there, there's a lot going on there. But just the, some of the stuff you're seeing from coaches and uh, kind of in this world where you can essentially rebuild a roster over an offseason. I think they've got to figure out a way to make sure that, that you know, it, it's one of those things that college football has never really been a sport that's played by the rules. But, I mean, if they don't get that in check quick, it's going to I think it's a slippery, slippery slope.
1: Joe, is Mule Shoe the biggest villain in college football right now? Has he surpassed Jimbo Fisher as the face of the evil empire?
2: You know, it feels that way, and I, I think part of it is. And I saw, I thought that this was a good point that I saw on Twitter. I can't remember who said it, but like part of it is. I think the just the L.A. aspect of it. I mean, I think that when you kind of look around all sports, all levels, that when you know when you think of some of the the teams that most people just don't appreciate, it's the Lakers. It's it's the Dodgers, um, you know, obviously the Rams just essentially dropped a bag to win a Super Bowl. So um, it's different. It's, uh, it's a different world for, for USC football to have that interest and to kind of use cash into that program like they haven't before. But, you know, I think that Lincoln Riley definitely fits that mold because, I mean, this is nothing new. I think, you know, the three of us probably kind of have a good understanding of some of the stuff that Lincoln Riley did while he was at Oklahoma, you know, some of the transfers, you know, a Mike Woods shows up after spring practice. You know, and then on the flip side of that, you know, he's trying to, you know, keep a guy like Chandler Morris or Austin Kendall from transferring to, you know, another Big 12 school. So I think this was just kind of inevitable um, as far as just how Lincoln Riley operates. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I think it's uh, I think it's rubbing people the wrong way. And I think he's just got to kind of own that and honestly would love if he kind of leaned into it. I think it would be a lot more enjoyable if he did.
0: There's a lot out there that is uh, positive about Brent Venables and this new staff coming aboard in Norman. I I think that, you know, uh, Brent's passion and the way he conducts himself and goes about his business, uh, you know, a lot of people already knew kind of what he was all about when he had his first tenure at Oklahoma, but now they see an even more mature, uh, different kind of Brent Venables with a lot of the same traits, but also he looks more like a head coach right now. Um, what do you think though, with all the positives, what do you think the biggest challenges will be for Brent and this staff, uh, in the first couple of years?
2: I mean, I think that they're kind of at a crossroads where I think that Brent has a very specific way that he wants to recruit. And I don't know if that's going to necessarily fit in with modern college football. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. I think that Brent Venables is going to get the guys that he wants and he's going to find a lot of, I think diamonds in the rough. He did a great job of that at Clemson. But you're gonna. I think you're gonna have to adjust expectations, evolve with the times. And I think that Brent, and honestly, Clemson as a program when he was there, like did a good job. I think of kind of navigating those things. So like my concerns aren't high by any means. But he's got to adapt, and that, that's kind of the the name of the game right now with NIL. The, the 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 programs that are figuring out ways to kind of take advantage of this are succeeding on the recruiting trail. And it remains to be seen if they'll actually put out a winning product on a field on Saturdays. But, you know, I think Brent Venables is smart enough, and he's got enough guys around him. They've got a huge staff, all those brains in one room. I think they're going to be able to figure it out. But, you know, you got to combat that because I think that, like I said, I think he had a clear goal in mind of how he wanted to run the program. I think he's going to have to deal with a few curveballs. But I think someone like Brent Venables is smart enough to kind of, you know, navigate those things.
1: Now, Joe, obviously today in this era of college football that we're entering and already have entered to a certain extent, it's easier than ever for a player to jump ship if they're not pleased with their current situation at a given institution. And the Sooners lost only three players in the transfer portal throughout the spring. All three of those guys really just depth players at best in Nathan Rollins-Kabange, Noah Orinze, and Cody Jackson as well. How big of a win is that for Brent Venables and his staff?
2: Oh, it's. I mean, it's absolutely huge. I mean, you, you look from the top down. I mean, you know, you mentioned the three guys that are, you know, they're they're, they're for depth. And, you know, maybe they could have turned into to something later on down the line. But, I mean, I think it just kind of reemphasizes that Brent's culture is going to be something that players are going to, you know, take a liking to. I think that he, the way that he's running the program right now, just from an outsider's perspective, has been pretty remarkable. Just that he's kind of come in, laid out his plan, you know, in his like, three-hour-long press conferences, and uh, the players are buying in. And I think that's a cliche word that you know coaches you know throw around. But the fact that there hasn't been a mass exodus like you you see um, around college football when coaching changes happen, it's just a testament. And maybe part of it is just the OU brand is that strong. But I think it's a, it's a huge win for Brent, and uh, I think it's one of those things that. You know, I don't think every offseason is going to be like this. You're probably, you know, going to get a few, you know, bigger, uh, you know, more turnover and, you know, maybe maybe every few years or so like that. But I think for for the most part that Brent's doing a great job of, you know, getting those guys to buy in. And I'm excited to see what that looks like over, you know, the course of, you know, an entire season.
0: Joe Bednar is our guest. We only ask the very serious professional questions here, so I'll close with this, Joe. When the final battle for college football is is waged, and it's good versus evil, and uh, the four horsemen of the college football apocalypse, Muleshoe, Jimbo Fisher, the NIL, and the Portal, are coming at you. Which Sooner Beat reporter do you want in the foxhole with you the most that you trust the most to fight and win that war for you?
2: Oh, man. Did you send any sooner reporter that any, in, in, in the yes
0: and, Yeah, any, any of them. You can mention another station's name if you want. Not the station's name, but the reporter. That's fine. No problem. Are, are we just doing journalism work, or are we actually, like, fighting people? We, uh, we're doing both. <laughs> we're journalistic fighters.
2: Man, I, I feel like I got a good – man, it's tough. I'm thinking – I'm, I'm kind of, like, looking around at the beat, and it's just there, – there's a there's a lot of good – oh, you know I'll take? I'll take Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma. All right, there you the guy's, go. The guy's a hockey player. I think he can scrap. He's got good journalistic chops as well. I think, uh, I, think I, want, I think I want Ryan in my corner.
0: There you go. Ryan Aber, the leader of the uh, platoon that will fight <laughs> against the evil forces that are trying to destroy college football. Joe, as always, we appreciate your time. It's Eyes on Oklahoma. Find that, go ahead and Google it up, subscribe, Sooner Football Newsletter, a lot of OU news. He's been doing podcasts as well. Uh, So, Joe, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Look forward to it next time. Joe Bedner joining us. How about you, Parker? Who do you want there with you? Brandon Drum? (sighs) Man, that's a good question.
1: Okay, I I see I really got to figure out exactly what this is going to look like. Do I need do I need speed? Do I need power? Do I need efficiency in writing or do I need hard hitting, wordy writing?
0: And somebody who can kick ass also.
1: Yeah, exactly. So man, I don't know. That's a tough question. It's also tough because I'm not up in the press box on game days with mm-hmm. all the beat writers. I'm down on field level, so honestly, at this point, I don't even know who's on the beat and who's not to a certain extent. Jesse Crittenden
0: could be a choice. He's got a a very rugged looking beard, so he looks like a rugged outdoors type. You know what?
1: I am going to go with my first boss in the industry, John Hoover. There you go. Because he is, uh, he he stays in shape as much so as any beat reporter I have ever been around. So physically, he's fought a lot of battles. Yeah, he's going to be able to stand beside me in battle and wage war with dexterity. You and know. I also you know where when you have the journalistic side in juxtaposition in juxtaposition rather with the uh, the combat nature mm-hmm. of the battle, uh, yeah, I would say John is the best of both worlds in that sense.
0: Well, I will say this. uh, He's been engaged in wars before, the uh, Stoops-Hoover War that lasted (laughs) about three or four years. Some may say it was a small skirmish, and Stoops troops eventually won, but the Hoover forces fought a good fight. They fought a very, very good fight.
1: Has there been a, a truce and or a ceasefire
0: officially? I think so. I think Bob, you know, the minute he got out from behind the podium, there were a lot of ceasefires and treaties signed. But I, Bob, Bob won pretty much every war. I don't think he lost any. He destroyed uh, the forces of Mike Lupica, by the way, which were very weak. Very weak. It's unfortunate that nobody ever waged war on Mule Shoe. Oh, they're, they're getting ready to, believe me. Mule Shoe needed what Hoover was to Bob Stoops. The, somebody's out to destroy the Trojan Empire and uh, sign me up because I'll march on L.A., I will. I'm ready. All right, we're going to break right here. Thank you, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Called him up at 405-579-3113 for all your heat and air needs. Tim Lasher, you know what he did for you, folks? He made all those big field goals. You can rely on Tim Lasher. So, of course, you can rely on his company. They're not going to go wide left or wide right. They're going to split the uprights, just like Tim Lasher did back in the day. Stay with us. Coming right back here on the ref. All right. Back with you, Thursday edition. Mike Steele along with Parker Thune. It is Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the ref radio network, Riverwind Casino, outdoors. You know, right now, with all the crazy weather we've had, you're kind of thinking outdoors, really? Kind of weird out there right now. But you know what? It's always going to be fun to get outdoors and go to a great concert at Beats and Bites. And it's back for the sixth consecutive year. We are talking about May 28th for the opening date, opening night, Night Ranger and Starship with Nikki Thomas on May 28th. And then in June, June 18th, Everclear with Sister Hazel and Deep Blue Something. And then in July, two big time shows, the Randy Rogers Band on July 9th with a great fireworks display afterwards. And then Scotty McCreary on July 30th out at Riverwind for Beats and Bites 2022. All the best local food trucks are going to be out there, retail vendors, games for the kids, activities for the kids. Again, the fireworks show after the Randy Rogers Band on July 9th. Craft Beer, all the great craft beer from a great local brewery. Uh Ale Aleworks at Beats and Bites Festival 2022. And you can get your Tickets right now your individual tickets are only 5 bucks a piece. You can get them online at riverwind.com or you can uh, get them at the box office right now as well, but that's a heck of a deal. 5 bucks for each individual ticket and it's it's a great time. It's always a cool event. Kid friendly, family friendly and a lot of fun. Beach and Bites Festival 2022 at Riverwind Casino. Normally I would be doing my streaming show at, at Riverwind today and tomorrow, but we had a power outage at Chase Stadium. And the power finally came back on this morning, and that threw me about three hours behind on my prep for radio and the stream. So it wasn't possible for me to get out there in a timely manner and set up my streaming equipment. But we'll be back out there um, on May 12th and 13th out at Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. Also, you know what we had, Parker, last night? I, uh, of course, as the power is out, and, of course, I'm dead asleep and, and Shay wakes up. But we had a smoke detector that the battery went dead on, so it's chirping like crazy. Okay. So we have to go get the large ladder and get up there and change out the battery in pitch black darkness with a cell phone flashlight. But it was a great team effort. It was 90% shade, 10% me. Uh, but I did get up on the ladder because I I'd have no fear. Actually, I have a ton of fear. But anyway, we were able to get it done. But, you know, th- those smoke detectors, they never go off at a convenient time, do no, they? No, they don't. It's no, like, don't. You I know.
1: hate smoke detectors. And I understand their practical use. Yeah. I understand why they are necessary. But they just cause so much more trouble than they're worth.
0: But I'll tell you what, though, man, you get a fire in your house and you're asleep, you're going to be glad you have one. So, yes, you're right, though. Sometimes and when they go off, they're so noisy. And, of course, in the middle of a power outage that lasted seven or eight hours, of course, the smoke detector battery goes bad.
1: And I don't know how it is with your smoke detectors at home, but at my place, what happens is whenever I set off the smoke detector, and it happens so frequently— I don't understand why. It's like I'll boil a pot of water and the smoke detector is going off. Mm -hmm. I've never understood it. Hmm. I might just have the most sensitive smoke detector in the history of smoke detectors. But anyway, once it goes off and I go up and deactivate it, right, for the remainder of the day, every so often, probably every about 90 minutes to two hours, it'll just chirp repeatedly for about 30 seconds and then shut off, and then do the same thing another couple hours later.
0: Hmm. Well, you get the super sensitive model, like you said, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe you're, you're you know, you are. I, you're not going to be like this. I know it because you're, you know, very mature for your age, and you don't look like a kid who got much trouble. But is do you have somebody coming in there that's got, like, you know, Funny cigarettes or something sitting in all?
1: No, there is. That's the thing. There's never any actual smoke in my apartment. There's Even no when smoke I'm cooking.
0: But the smoke detector detects smoke. Even Somehow, when I'm cooking. Someway.
1: And I cook a lot. There is steam, sure. Mm-hmm. There is never smoke. I don't understand it.
0: Hmm. Well, everybody, you know, will tell you you've got to have them. And we do have to have them because they they save lives, but at times they can be super... uh, Persnickety. Yes, absolutely. All right, do we have time to get a couple texts in before we get out of here at the top of the hour? Yeah, let's see. The Air Comfort Solutions
1: text line uh, switched its format overnight, and it's really throwing me for a loop. Because it used to be that I'd sit here by the computer and I could see the texts side by side with... Mm -hmm. The uh, actual text box as the text would be pouring in. And now I have to click to an entirely different screen to see all the text. So it's messing with me a little bit, but let's see what we have on the Air Comfort Solutions text line.
0: Uh, (laughs) Kendall says,
1: Parker's lying. He's hitting the grass.
0: uh, I'm not a very smart man, but I would bet 98% of my bank account. But that is not happening. Now uh, ninety nine point five percent. One listener
1: asks, "Can I pick Teddy as my apocalypse partner?"
0: Yeah, Teddy would be a good one, man. Teddy's on the side of good too. I suppose, but does he
1: qualify as a beat reporter? He's a color analyst. Um,
0: yeah, kind, I guess kind of in a, a technicality, a, in a roundabout there. way, different
1: yeah. roles. But okay, well, I, I, I'll accept the answer. We'll uh, we'll take it. One listener says, "Alice back." Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Al could get in a foxhole and you'd never see him. Of course, you would never (laughs) see him, you know, just on the battlefield either. Well, the hat would probably give him away. I want Steely and Steely's uncle. You don't want me uncle, though. Yeah, uncle has fought many wars. Many wars with his bare hands. No doubt. We haven't heard from him in way too he's long. He's coming on with Toby tomorrow morning at oh, 7.35. He yeah, he's okay, coming on with Toby. Okay, look at that. The drought is over. Tomorrow morning uh, on the T-Row uh, in the morning show with uh, Toby and TJ. What convinced him to come out of the foxhole? I don't know. The last we heard, he was trying to become a preferred walk-on at Rice so he could go play against USC in the opener. I don't know if he has made the squad or not. I guess we'll find out.
1: I mean, if, if, there's, one, if there's one school – that your average Joe could make as a preferred walk-on, could make the football team for, it's probably Rice.
0: He said again, he said the reason why was if he makes the roster, he's going to run out in pregame and act like he's tripping and go for Mule Shoes' knees in the pregame warm-up. Is that a dirty move? I mean, Mule Shoes dirtied it up quite a bit. Might be fair game. All right, we'll take a break right here, another hour to go, including a conversation with Garen Emig next hour right here on The Ref. Keep it here. All right, welcome back. How you what doing? Are, what are you cracking uh, up about, I'm because a friend of mine said, you said Hoover's forces defeated Stoops' troops in a few battles. Can you tell us one? Uh, I would say that Hoover's forces won the Battle of Google Mountain. Against uh, Stoops' troops, and that was the famous "Go ahead, go okay, go ahead, Google it up," because he got Bob's reaction there. So I would give a victory to uh, Hoover's forces uh, against Stoops' troops in that battle, but uh, they got absolutely decimated in the uh, Cotton Bowl clash. Didn't I we? I thought have... it was a stupid question then. I think it's a stupid question now.
1: Didn't we have the uh, the Stillwater standoff as well?
0: The Stillwater standoff was long and bloody. Yes, very. But uh, Stoops' troops, I think, won a war of attrition there. But uh, Hoover's, Hoover's forces had to feel pretty good about winning the Battle of Google Mountain. But after that, it was all downhill. <laughs> so I think that what year was that? Where Okay, go, go ahead and Google it up. And uh, I don't know what, 2005, something like that. I don't know. But that would be the one victory, I would, I would say, that happened.
1: I'm going to go ahead and Google it up to find out exactly when that was.
0: Yeah, see if you can. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in on hour number two here on this Thursday. Mike Steele, Parker Thune, Steel Man and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. All right, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Any luck? No, I haven't been able to find it. You can probably the, text uh, the man himself. He'll let you know what year what the Google it up response came. The Cotton Bowl clash was in 2012. That was the uh, that was. I thought it was a stupid question then. I think it's a dumb question now or whatever. that yes. Okay. Said that was a clear. I mean, that was a route by Stoops Stoops troops in that battle. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm I'm still digging. I can't find it.
0: I think they dr- I cannot they, find it. They dropped nukes there on that day. I maybe it was like 2008. I I don't know something like that. So somebody might help us out on the text line. That that uh, you know maybe watched every press conference or whatever. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Wadley Auto Group, Paul's Valley, a great place. Exit 72, a great deal on a car or a truck and great service after the sale. All they're going to do is guarantee you oil changes and engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Now, even a guy who has uh, killed a couple engines in a vehicle has got to feel good driving off the lot with a guarantee like that. To know, well, I'm not very smart. Sometimes, one time I thought the oil stayed in the engine and never had it changed. And guess what? I killed the engine. I was guilty, but oil changes and engines for life on newer Year's gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Heck of a deal from the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Pauls Valley. All right, uh, Brent Venables. The comment that I think I like the most here recently from Brent happened. Uh, I guess it's been almost a couple weeks ago, but this to me is kind of the uh, the ultimate Brent Venables comment about you know how he feels about his team you know, how he's going to coach him up and kind of his philosophy. And I think he loves being a coach at Oklahoma. That's evident. You see the passion, the energy, and the uh, the optimism. I think he loves, you know, getting the fans fired up over 75,000, easily the – best-attended Sooner spring game of all time and the number one spring game attendance figure in the country this year. But he also knows the reality of the situation and that these guys need a little bit of a different message. And here's, here's the clip I'm talking about that came out recently.
4: I uh, asked them all to raise your hand. How many of y'all won a national championship, you know, and nobody can raise a hand. And so – and who doesn't want to – like that – can be a goal we have you know we have progressively you know when the you know we got to win our first one before we win that one right so we got we got our goals um uh, sitting in front of us but to have a kind of season that we've never had we've got to do things that we've never done period and um and that's kind of a sometimes that's a scary place to go <laughs> you can't just keep doing what you have been doing you continue to get the same results so we got to change it up and, but they know that. That's what's cool for, for me, to stand up in front of them every day as, as, as a leader and to get that kind of buy-in, ownership, accountability, um, discipline, the toughness that it takes to show up that way every day. I don't take that for granted whatsoever. And uh, what we do is hard. And um, to be good is really hard, but be consistent is so much harder to be consistent is so much harder and we want to be the model of consistency and uh, but we really do um, intentionally are trying to take this again from where we've been good okay to great.
0: Sooner fans love hearing that because again they're tired of being on the doorstep you know and knocking on that door they nearly kicked it in with that Baker 2017 team but they couldn't get it done and since then again Oklahoma's still been a great program they've been the uh Clearly the best program in the Big 12, but, not you know, Sooner fans, that's kind of old hat to them now. Didn't even win the Big 12 last year. Muleshoe was out taking personal days down the stretch, of course, um, and, and lying to everybody. And I think we saw that team was pretty disjointed. But Sooner fans, they want a national championship, man. That's what they want. And, again, uh, haven't had one since 2000. That is a long drought. Okay, uh, Marvin Mims also said that uh, really it's been a total buy-in with this new staff from just about everybody on the team. Oh, definitely.
2: I mean, not even Coach Levy, Coach Venables. I mean, that's kind of the thing he kind of stood up here and talked about the first day we met him. And, I mean, um, as far as that goes, I mean, after last year, I can definitely say that the reason this team is going to do what it's going to do this year is because we're all on the same page. I mean, there's no question about that. We're all one unit. We're all bought in. I mean, they've they've definitely cracked down on that, and that's the biggest difference. I mean, past years is crazy. I mean, first year, go one and two, lose, lose the first two Big 12 games. Last year, head coach leaves, two quarterbacks leave, a lot of other people leave, key players. And, um, I mean, now I can comfortably say that we are all on the exact same page. So that's really good for us.
1: So let's read between the lines here. Everybody wasn't on the same page before. No, no. That is what Marvin Mims is telling I you. I don't even think Disjointed they were. Disjointed is don't even, the perfect word. I
0: don't even think they had the same book, right? I mean, it was, uh, and again, look, did we overrate that team? Possibly. I still think it far from uh, came close to living up to its potential. Um, but there were great expectations, Charles Dickens, on the – Sooner football team last year, and they failed to live up to him. And I blame that on the, the head coach more than anybody else because now we know what was going on. And I'm not saying he didn't coach any, but I clearly his mind was elsewhere. Shivering with fear, thinking about the SEC on the road, down the road, and thinking about greener, greedy pastures and where he could do his cattle rustling of other players, a place like L.A., Where it's all about me in L.A., right? The capital of narcissism. Where is it? Here we go. L.A., the capital of narcissism. Maybe New York's close. I don't know. But if you want to see and be seen, where are you?
1: L.A. Maybe he just wanted a star on the Walk of Fame. Maybe that's what he was angling for. Maybe. What do you think it would take for him to get one?
0: I don't know. that Have any athletes gotten one out there? I don't know. Uh, if they were involved in some form of entertainment, you know, LeBron might because he's got his Braun production company down the road and they're producing a lot of movies now. But I don't know. I don't know. Does, like, Magic Johnson have one? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But if, if Any Mule athletes Shue... on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, we need to go ahead and Google it up.
1: If Muleshoe were to play a movie role in Hollywood, what would he play? Who would he
0: play? Uh, Linda Blair in The Exorcist, I don't know, levitating <laughs> above the bed with his head spinning, being doused with holy water by a priest. I don't know. Who is a... Uh, who is an SOB character in the movies?
1: Oh, it just kind of depends on your genre. There are yeah, a lot of I'm them. I'm trying
0: to think of another one. I'm going to go with, uh, what was Linda Blair's uh, character's Reagan, I believe, was the name of the character. So you can hit us up in the Air Comfort Solutions text line and let us know uh, what role you would play as a villain in the movies. What would be the best role? He can role. be
1: Casey Affleck's stunt double.
0: Okay.
1: They they can have him ride the motorcycle that crashes.
0: All right, yeah. Um, that's a very good question. We need some answers to that. We need some answers to that. What? somebody <laughs> said? Casey Anthony's lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Anthony. Oh my gosh. Where is she now? That family was a piece of work. Jeez. What a family that was. And, uh, man, Nancy Grace made a career out of that. Is Nancy Grace still around? I don't know. The OJ trial and Casey Anthony put a lot of money in the Nancy Grace accounts back in the day.
1: Okay, so Shoes' film role is going to be in the remake of a movie that has an Insufferably milk toast character <laughs> is who is also incredibly
0: evil. Jack Nicholson and a few good men finally, you're damn right, I did Did you tamper in the portal. I want the truth.
1: <laughs> oh man. Finally. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to noodle on this. Fredo and the
0: Godfather. <laughs> Scar and Lion oh, King. Oh man. Good stuff. All right, we should break right here. Kathy Bates in misery. Yes, he's trying to hobble the rest of college football. I'm your biggest fan. All right, we're going to break right here. And we're just getting warmed up in hour number two. We do have Garen Emig coming up, Tulsa World columnist, talking about the future of college football here in just a bit. And we want to hear from you on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Be right back. Mike, this is the answer.
1: Right here. Okay, Mule Shoes' film role would be White Goodman in Dodgeball. <laughs> that is one thousand percent the perfect role. Oh, Whoever sent that man. in, you are the winner.
0: It's pretty good. Pretty good. LR is the Jax Teller of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, not bad. Scooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Terry Silver and Cobra Kai, yeah. Oh, uh, White,
1: White Goodman that takes the cake. That is the winner for me.
0: The Wicked Beer of the West <laughs> from Sooner Dorothy. Well, hopefully the program will start melting out in uh, SoCal, but it's going to take a while because, like I said, he's quick fix guy. He's the dude who's got the get. Rich, quick scheme. And uh, hopefully we'll go bankrupt. Well, we know morally bankrupt. Moral bankruptcy is already here. They've chapter 11 that. <laughs> but real bankruptcy to the SC football program, hopefully it will happen down the road too. Other than that, I wish him great things out there. All right, you want to get back to the text line? And again, uh, we're going to have Garen Emig on with us, Tulsa World, here in a little bit. Uh, did you watch Cobra Kai at all, by the way? No, I did not. Did you ever watch, well, see, the Karate Kid movies were before your time, too. I I always have to remember how young you are. I mean, you were barely around for the Sooners' last national championship. Yeah,
1: I I mean, barely around. Like Like what? Quite literally barely around. Like six
0: months or something? No, no,
1: it had been almost two years. Almost two years. I was almost two. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, so, the air coverage solutions text line Kendall says, Tell Parker to search classic Bob Stoops post game on YouTube. So, I know, I know what you're referring to, Kendall. That is the Cotton Bowl clash. Yes.
0: We're that trying is, to find the Battle of Google Mountain. Yes,
1: the Battle of Google Mountain is what we're searching for.
0: <laughs> that was a heroic uh, effort as Hoover's forces stood up to the Stoops troops that day and won a small skirmish there on Google Mountain. Mule Shoe would be the perfect. Ike Clanton, appears tough in the gang, but a giant coward one-on-one. Now, that's a really good one right there, too. That's excellent. That's really good.
1: One listener says he could be O.J.'s white Bronco driver.
0: <laughs> By the way, uh, if you would, get in our uh, sound bites And 5-5 five, five, O.J. on Baker, because Sooner fans will love this. O.J. Simpson, where did he go to? USC. Talking about the Baker Mayfield situation. We've got murder. We've got mule shoe. We've got Baker Mayfield all rolled into
5: one. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, today we're talking about uh, Baker Mayfield, what to do with Baker. Well, it's apparent that nobody's going to make any real significant trade for Baker, at least not yet. If I'm running the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, I'm keeping Baker until uh, Deshaun Watson arrives. As a matter of fact, I'm starting the season with Baker. Uh, and if Baker goes um, four and two, five and one, assuming it's a six-game suspension, um, hey, that's going to be good for Baker because at that point in time, uh, uh, we are going to know what's going on in in Carolina. Uh, with with Sam Darnold. We're going to know what's going on up in Seattle. We're going to know what's going on in Houston with the young kid Mills. Uh, and I think we're going to know what's going on in Atlanta uh, with Marcus Mariota. Uh, uh, Baker may have more value uh, after six games. Uh, you have plenty of time to trade Baker if you have to. And there's teams that may decide they're not happy with what they got and they may go for Baker. No doubt about it, Baker could be undefeated. Uh, when Deshaun Watson arrives, Deshaun Watson is the quarterback.
0: There you go. He sounded uh, like he knocked back a couple there. Yeah, something. I was about to say. Had <laughs> a few club <laughs> specials. That think, was an adventure. Going around the uh, golf course there. You know what? You think Shoe put him up today? Hey, OJ, Lincoln, listen. Man, can you appease OU fans for me? Say something good about Baker. Because if there's anybody who's going to appease the OU fan base, it's going to be somebody from USC who's committed homicide. Right? Allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, anyway, if Baker could get in the transfer portal, does he go to SC or Oklahoma?
1: He's not going to USC.
0: I think he was, man, He you saw the pictures of a young Baker Mayfield wearing the – but – I, I guess you you figure out who can be bought and look. I'm not sitting here saying you know if you uh, if you're offered that sum of money, and you're Jordan Addison. Are we? Is the Jordan Addison thing going to come out today? You think?
1: No, probably won't come out today.
0: And it's it's that's all orchestrated because they don't want it to look. It's kind of like I think we figured out that's what happened with the Caleb Williams deal. Take a couple trips, man. Go, yeah. Takes. Hey. Hey. Yeah, get get Caleb to take a couple trips, you know. We'll put up a smoke screen here. Yeah, let's old miss, Wisconsin would be great. Mm. LSU could come into the picture. And then you guys just, you know, come here.
1: Mm. I don't know if it was that orchestrated because there really wasn't an opportunity for it to be that orchestrated. True. With Caleb Well, I don't with- know.
0: Why? Because Muleshoe wasn't supposed to contact somebody during that time, right? Mm. But he's got his henchmen. Trace Armstrong. That is a great word, henchman. He's got his henchman. Like I said, he's the cattle rustler of college football now. Whatever brand is on your herd of cattle, it doesn't matter. Mule Shoe is going to take down your barbed wire fence and steal your prize cattle. And I don't want to refer to athletes as kids, but you know what I'm saying, right? No, the analogy works. So do you like the looting analogy that he's stealing electronics during a riot, or do you like the cattle rustler better? Uh, I I think I prefer the looting one,
1: just because it is so accurate. Because, <laughs> like, like you were saying, once the rest of the city sees one guy looting, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we can all loot, too. Yeah. Let's all go grab a TV under either arm.
0: And that's, that's, that's college football's on fire right now. College that's football. what's happening. College football is the downtown square, and it's ablaze. Sirens are going off. Windows are being broken. And Mule Shoe is running out of the electronics store with two big screens.
1: Yes, and everybody sees him, and they're like, oh, let's hit the electronics store.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Free for all. Mule Shoe is the Jordan Belford of Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I'm not effing leaving. But he did leave. Though. But he did. That, that's the only <laughs> problem there. He basically said that though, right after Bedlam, I'm not effing leaving like Jordan Belford in uh, Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Isn't that? I think that's the uh, the clip that Braden Willis used on Twitter to announce he was coming back for a fifth year.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. So very good. All right. So we have Garen Eamon coming up in the next segment. Baker wouldn't go to SC. Kyler would, I bet interesting what do you think if that situation arose back in the day
1: no no I don't think so you
0: think Kyler would have been at Oklahoma I think Kyler would have been at Oklahoma
1: too um one one of our listeners from the 580 says it was said that Muleshoe and Caleb drove back to Norman together after Bedlam do you really think they didn't discuss them both leaving that didn't happen
0: it didn't happen Caleb That's was just- not
1: Caleb was not in the car But Muleshoe did drive back separately, and that's when everybody started to get wary of the whole situation, if they weren't already. And so, yes, who
0: was in that vehicle? Muleshoe and his wife and his kids. So it was just them? Just them. There was no shady SC person there like they'd put in the the back and covered him up or something with a blanket? As far as I know, there was no Trojan horse present. I... Okay. What about Trace Armstrong?
1: I'm sure he was – I'm sure they video-conferenced him in or something like that. But, no, like, here's the thing. Everybody in that building was so convinced that Shoe was done at OU. And, of course, I didn't find this all out till after the fact because nobody was going to say it in the moment. Nobody that week was gonna be like, "Yeah, we're getting ready for Bedlam." But uh, we're all—we all, we all kind of think, we all kind of think he's taking another job. Nobody was gonna come out and say that. Mm-hmm. But the consensus belief behind closed doors was that he was gonna take that LSU job. And so then, when he didn't, when he said, "I'm not gonna be the next head coach at LSU," everybody kind of figured, "All right, well, we're home free. Don't got to worry about that." Guess it was all just completely unwarranted
0: mm-hmm. yeah he was playing a shell game
1: that's and then what he was doing i promise you that drive back from stillwater that was where it all came together now not not that it came together in the sense that that's when he hatched the deal with usc because i think most everyone agrees that was done very far in advance but that was when that was kind of how you knew when he was driving back separately from the team on the bus, once it came out that that was the case, it's like okay, well he knew he knew leaving Stillwater on that Saturday night he'd coached his last Why game. Why
0: didn't he protest what was a blatant interference call? Exactly, you know that would have set up the Sooners. Uh, and I'm not saying that lost Oklahoma the game. Who knows if they scored, but they've got a great chance to score, right? We've seen Mule Shoe go ballistic before. We saw it happen in the Baylor game. Now, again, I think he was checked out then, too. I think that was more about the crowd control and that kind of stuff. Worrying about the safety of his. Or maybe that was uh, his, you know, Oscar winning performance right there that he still cared. I don't know. But for him not to really protest at all, that's called at the end of Bedlam that basically sealed the deal.
1: That was weird to me in the moment, but I had it on pretty good authority that he wasn't going to LSU. So I was like, you know what? I. Whatever, I'm not going to read too much into it. And then the next day when the USC news broke, I was like, "Yeah, well, I should have read into it. (laughs) Because that was a telltale sign. Something is not right here.
0: That's right. Okay, we're going to break right here. We've got Garen Emig coming up. Garen always has a great take on what's happening in the world of sports, and I know he's got some ideas about what's happening right now. Is the house completely ablaze right now, or can we save it? We'll ask Aaron that question when we get back. I I think we're going to save it. But there's going to have to be some restructuring of the foundation, and we're going to have to maybe have a couple new coats of paint put on. We'll talk about that when we get back here on The ref. Keep it here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, everybody's a little bit dazed and confused with college football right now, no doubt. Who is going to lead us out of this mess? Maybe it is Garen Emig from the Tulsa World. Tulsa World columnist joining us on the uh, law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. Garen, when we talked, it's been a couple months, uh, you know, we had talked about, man, what's college football going to look like in two or three years? Maybe we should have said two or three months. How is this a raging inferno that can't really be put out now? Or Are you confident that something can be done to kind of, you know, get get us back on track with college football.
3: I th- I think there, we're going to move forward one way or the other, right? It's just a matter of how that looks. Sports not going to go anywhere, but you use the word restructuring, and I think that's that's apt. There, there is going to have to be restructuring, and, and I sort of think, Mike, we've reached a point where sort of I I don't think we can have it both ways anymore. I mean this this has been teetering on you know college football's been teetering on sort of a separate enterprise away from the university for a while now with all the money that that's generated and, the you know the, the ante that's up with regarding uh, you know with regard to uh, salary coaches' salaries with regard to expenditures of the program and with regard to obviously media contracts and when they did the right thing and let's be clear NIL is the right thing right when they when they when they implemented that in the aftermath of the Supreme Court decision last summer, uh, all that has done is has led us to the fact that you, this really is not, it just is, a, it's a corporation, it's a business. Um, the, the, what's happened with the collectives and the, and the booster involvement and the inducements, whether predictable or not, uh, has only reinforced it. And so you can try to put the term as guardrails on this, you can go to Congress, which I guess what uh, Greg Sankey may be doing right now with his buddy at the, in the Pac-12, and try to and lobby for national legislation and help. And you might get some help. I don't know if they will, but you might get some. But it doesn't change the fact that this this is sort of being exposed, is what it is. And I, I just think we're going to have to come to terms with that and and figure out a different way to present football, college football, whatever whatever you want to call it, moving forward. Or it's going to continue, but it, but it is going to be different because it, this is no longer, it's no longer a hypocrisy, in my opinion.
1: Now, Garen, what is your primary concern moving forward in college football if things continue along their current path and the NCAA and the governing parties aren't able to rein this all in? Is it the evaporation of amateurism? Is it balance of power? What more than anything else do you think college football is going to have to reckon with in terms of a tangible issue in the long term?
3: Well, again, I think college, I think college football is going to be fine. Again, I don't, I don't know how exactly it's going to look. Uh, what was it? Did you guys hear what or see what Jack Sorbert told um, Pat Forty a couple of weeks ago, the Notre Dame athletic director, that he yes. thought this was going to go? Yeah, it's going to go to one of two ways, and the, the, the extreme direction would be to sort of separate from the university, and you license the use of the, of the mascot and the name and the you know logo, whatever colors. Um, I'm sort of on track with that, given everything that's happened since he spoke or since, since his words got out, courtesy of Forty's uh, story. Um, I, but that, that enterprise is going to continue. The, the one concern I have is the rest of, of the sports on campus. Um, this, this should scare the blank out of the Olympic sports because the funding model has been college football's contracts and the NCAA basketball tournament revenue that funds yep. everything else. Bingo. At, at a, yeah, in an athletic department, and so even something as big a deal as, as softball at Oklahoma, right, or even um, women's basketball at Connecticut. Um, you know, uh, take your take your take your, take, a, take your best soccer program, your best track program. Uh, that's what's going to be threatened if, in fact. Uh, college football breaks off or maybe even, you know, men's basketball joins it, but we're talking football. If college football breaks off and, and sort of does its own What 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 was it, what it used to be called? Mike, you remember this? Remember the CFA?
0: Yep, yep.
3: The old College Football Association that, that yeah, in the 80s. If we have sort of another iteration of that, um, it won't just be for media. It won't just be for the sake of media. It'll be for the sake of the sport this time. And if the sport breaks off, then... What, what's threatened is everything else under the college athletics umbrella, at least as we know it. And then you have to figure out a way to, to fund that and to generate revenue for that to keep it afloat.
0: What do you make of uh, this uh, Oklahoma deal with ESPN Plus? A lot of people think it's a great deal. I personally think it's a great deal. But do you think in this some way is uh, helping expedite the process of Oklahoma going to the SEC too?
3: Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, the contract was maybe, but the contract was – Expiring what June thirtieth, and there had been, I mean, it was uh, the way that, that the old. I mean, when you entered into this, well, it's been almost a decade now. It, it was still, we still knew of something called Fox Sports Southwest. I think that's what it used to be called, and and so you you had a traditional linear cable outlet for your for your tier three programming, the, the, mostly the Olympic sports plus some men's basketball games, right? Um, I, I don't know if it was an OU control that that, that that Fox Sports Southwest has become something totally made over like three different times, and now it's valleys um, I know that that ESPN continues to assert more control over um, this this part of the country uh, when it comes to programming. Big Twelve, OU is still a Big Twelve school. SEC, is going to be a Big uh, an SEC school, and so I think I just think it made sense that. You had an expiration of a media contract and you had a, a natural landing spot that, that was interested clearly in OSU or an OU content. I mean, look, uh, they're talking about how expansive this thing's going to be. Um, I, I don't know if it expedites the process any at all, Mike. I, I, I think it becomes a, uh, a convenient transition for OU's third-tier program as much as anything. And it's another excuse that if you haven't accepted the fact that you better stream to find your favorite team. <laughs> You'd better, you'd better do it if you haven't already. And that, that point's driven home as well.
1: Now, Garen, you mentioned the Olympic sports, uh, going back a couple minutes, and Oklahoma is one of the few schools across the country that uh, continues to sponsor some of those non-revenue-generating sports, one of the very few that still uh, sponsors men's gymnastics in particular. And so when you're referring to Tier 3 programming and some of those Olympic sports uh, being involved uh, in that whole deal, how good how beneficial do you think it is for those sports at the University of Oklahoma that this deal is getting inked
3: oh yeah no it's exposure right I mean it and it was it was beneficial ten years ago when they announced sooner sooner sports powered by Fox sports network or Fox sports Southwest the original uh, name of it um, and and so that hasn't changed I do think uh, consumers viewers have have by now to my point i just made have gotten used to the fact that they're going to have to start if 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 they've they've been dragged kicking and screaming into streaming instead of you know flipping on the tv i i think they're used to that as well so i don't think i think i think they're not going to take a hit in terms of well we're going to have less viewers because they just don't know how to find it on on the streaming servers I think everyone's gotten the hang of it by now or 90 percent of us have so no the exposure is great the money you'll use going to get is great. This is this is the stu- this is something they can keep. The third tier programming is all theirs. Uh, they don't have to share it with anyone in the conference, whether it's the Big Twelve or in the future of the SEC. That part's great. But again, uh, the, the the funding comes from your your media deals uh, with Fox and ESPN or whoever, CBS, NBC, whoever it's going to be when the Big Twelve you know reups or well, they will know it's going to be the ESPN with the SEC and. The the billions of dollars that flow in, uh, courtesy of the NCAA basketball tournament from from uh, the CBS family of networks, and so it helps to answer your question. But if if again we have a break off with regard to football, uh, it, they're still going to need they're going to need a lot more than uh, than SoonerVision money uh, to stay afloat.
0: All right, Garen Emig, our guest. Garen, before we let you go, um, do you like the uh, – would you say, what is Lincoln Riley Muleshoe closer to? Is he the guy <laughs> in the town square when the, when the town is burning that's looting the electronics, or do you like him more to the cattle wrestler? Yeah,
3: I was, I was listening, and I feel almost guilty coming on. This is like interrupting the the, the the I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore, <laughs> ransom network. I, uh, this is this is how bad I feel coming on and interrupting your <laughs> your, your, your just stream of conscious man. I mean that uh, guy was like five minutes. You, you could go five hours. I
0: I'm think. as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. We we need yeah. to tell people to go to their windows. What a great that Peter Finch scene is one of the best ever. Oh, yeah. So good.
3: Yeah, he won an Academy Award yeah. just for that one
0: scene, I yeah. think.
3: Anyway, not that it no, not that anyone Needs to know how old I am and referencing a 1974, you know, movie. But yeah, how about this? I'll reference an 80s movie. What about the James Spader character in uh, Pretty in Pink?
0: Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Now I
3: know he's a little older, but kind of a kind of a silent assassin,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, mug, yeah. Um, (laughs) how long do you think this is going to last with (laughs) Oklahoma? Look, hand up, NGL. Well, we've been playing it up, no doubt. It gets a lot of mileage still. But uh, how long do you think this will last, and how much do you think that, you know, the guy we call Shoe deserves what yeah. he's getting?
3: A couple of things have to happen, Mike. Uh, it'll help if Brent Venable succeeds to the degree that Riley did and Bob yep. Stoops did before uh, Riley. Agreed. Right? We- yeah, they, if Venables is able to maintain that success and win Big 12 titles and, and not, and, and yes, not just get to the playoff but win in the playoff, uh, that's going to make everyone uh, around here feel a whole lot better. The other thing that might happen is that Riley um, is a bust in, at Southern Cal. And then, you know, I think Oklahoma, a lot of Oklahoma fans might take some glee in, in his lack of success, but after a while, uh, it doesn't <laughs> – it's easier to sort of, you know, chuckle than than just be boiling mad. And if and if Riley goes out there in terms of the Pete Carroll, all that's going to do is is rile the base here even more, isn't it? Especially
0: if yeah
3: if Brent if Brent can't succeed to Lincoln's degree, um, or maybe he coaches the Trojans for just two years and takes uh, takes over the Chargers, right?
0: Yeah, that's what Parker seems to think is going to happen. That Lincoln Riley will be there a couple, maybe three years, and then head to the NFL. So yeah, then, we'll and see. then
3: it's... And then I know you fans will always keep track of, but again, it it might at least uh, you know a couple of torches get put out as a result. Yes, but yeah, it's going to be as of now. It's going (laughs) to be a while, especially this season. I'm going to listen. I'm supposed to write just about the Sooners and, and most well, not just about the Sooners sooner than Oklahoma State, I get the feeling I'm, I'm going to have to keep at least one eye on everything that throws. to you. Throw t- yeah, t- I, t- I t- think
0: t- you're right. Well, isn't uh, Lincoln Riley's new mansion up on a mountain overlooking the ocean? It's kind of like Frankenstein's castle with a really nice pool, you know? So anyway, <laughs> Garen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's always good to talk to you and, and pick your brain on things. Thank you yeah. for uh, coming on with us.
3: Yeah, I hope it made some sense. You good did.
0: Talking to you. Great All sense. Right, Gary Emig, Tulsa World, joining us here on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line. Did you see that uh, Kendall sent us some Bob Stoops links? Oh, no. Yes, some Bob Stoops post game. I don't know that we'll have time to put it in today because we're kind of, you know, working right now, but we might be able to by tomorrow. Maybe, maybe. All right. We, ladies and gentlemen, need a break right here. And uh, we've got one more segment to go when we get back. All right. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, exit 72 for a great deal on a car or truck for sponsoring our second hour. Awesome. Better than Ezra. I love the end of the song, too. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Or whatever. You remember the end of the song? Not offhand, though. No. It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Stay with us. That was a horrible impression by me, though, but most <laughs> of like, them what, are. What, what is that? Yeah, you have to listen to the end of the song. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Man, you never know what kind of question you're going to get. But uh, how about this? Out of nowhere, old school listener on Twitter. I'm not going to mention names here because it might get him in trouble. But he said, Steely, you used to run the Babe Tournament. Settle an argument. Who is the greatest supermodel of all time? Yeah, we got out of the Babe Tournament business a long time ago. Long time ago in a galaxy very far away. But if you ask my opinion, um, man, I, Yasmin Goree would probably be my choice. She's way back when. Uh, so I don't know. But it, I don't know who the greatest of all time would be. You know, who's the Tom Brady of supermodels? I don't know. Hey, we have a text from Doug the Contrarian. Doug the Contrarian. Really? Are we going to get angry to end the show? Oh, Wait a minute. Go. I'm not sure if I want this to end the show. No, you'll love this. I really. don't want to drive home Drive home today. Normally, I'd be going to Riverwind because of the power outage. I couldn't make it out there this morning. But am I going to drive home angry? Be an angry driver on yeah, the streets. Yeah, I guess we'll see. So Doug says, What do you say to those of us who are
1: retired and on fixed incomes when OU content can only be seen on a streaming service? To me, it is nothing more than legalized extortion. To many, another $10 a month expense is inconsequential. To some, however, it means sacrificing something else. I already have to listen to much of OU sports like basketball and softball on my transistor radio.
0: Well, I mean, that's that stinks, no doubt. And... Uh, you know there are a lot of good people out there that don't have a huge bank account, and for those people, you know, I don't know what do you, what is it going to be like? Ten bucks a month or something like that? I guess ESPN yeah, Plus, some, Disney some Disney Plus. Um, you know, I don't know. And uh, you know, people that have are are well to do and have a lot of disposable income are like, oh, come on, it's ten bucks. Well, to some people, that's actually a lot. So. um, you know, Doug, I wish I had a good answer for you, man. I know. It's just the way. Look, we've seen this time and time again with ESPN Plus where we're thinking, okay, well, where's the game this? Oh, it's an ESPN Plus game. Now, luckily, I already had ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. I kind of bundle all, you know, like you bundle all that stuff together. And we kind of think, yeah, it's only 8 9 bucks a month when we first get into it. But for some people, that is a choice, man. So... You know, I feel for those people, and I know some people are like, oh, come on, man, it's 10 bucks a month. But you've, you've never been in that situation, obviously. But how, you know, they have been trying to get us to get with the streaming for a long time. I'm talking about them. You know who they are, the greedy people. And, uh, you know, whether it's Amazon Prime. And, look, we have all of them. It's pretty ridiculous how many we have. But they push sports over there as well. So um, guess what? People, business people, like to make more money. Even when they have a lot of money, they still like to make more of it. So, so that's about just, the hustle. Yeah.
1: Final text of the day. Guys, I was watching last year's Texas game and had to stop watching because Carl's Jr. and Mule Shoe and OU gear made me angry.
0: Is that bad? No, I think that's still a response that uh, – A lot of people have, no doubt about it. I totally get it. I totally get it. Okay, we got to get out of here. Thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. And don't forget, Riverwind Casino, great deal. Beats and Bites 2022 is right around the corner. We're talking about May 28th, the first show out. Night Ranger and Starship with Mickey Thomas. Then in June, we've got Everclear, Sister Hazel, and Dee Blue Something. Two big shows in July. The Randy Rogers Band on July 9th, and Scotty McCreary on July 30th. You can get your individual tickets right now. They're they're only five bucks a piece. Five bucks a piece. Heck of a deal. All the great local food trucks are there. Retail vendors, games for the kids, Coop Ale Works with some great craft beer. You'll have a great time at Beats and Bites, the outdoor concert series at Riverwind. Get online, get your seats now at riverwind.com. Five bucks a piece, each individual ticket. Locked ends up next. We'll see you.